Good morning and welcome to Rich Thoughts for Breakfast on this sensational Saturday. Hallelujah. Mm. I'm Harold Herring and that was my fine wife, Beth. Today's call, we're going to talk about how your money will tell on you. Mm. That's right. <laughs> you ever heard the expression money talks for most of my life, our lives? Not well. <laughs> For a very small part of our lives now, because we changed it around. Yeah, we did. And we're older. Yes, we are. For uh, most of our, well, let's say it this way, for some of our lives. Yeah, early If part. money talked, it must have been saying goodbye, or else I needed a hearing aid, which I now wear. Our money does talk, and it will tell on you. You ever noticed that many people become uncomfortable when the pastor talks about money, everyone is happy as long as he talks about grace, mercy, faith, or love. However, when the subject turns to money, some become extremely quiet, while others just tune out what's being said. Ask the Lord, why is your children, why do they react so negatively when the preacher talks about money? Frankly, the Lord's answer startled me. He said to me, is because their money will tell them. Well, he went on to say that everyone at church is supposed to love him. However, he said, we can never know who really loves him until we spend about 30 minutes looking through their checkbooks from the last few years. Only then can you know who really loves him. What I just said may surprise you, but the following verse shall make it clear. Matthew 6, 21, 6, 21. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Notice Lord doesn't say, where your heart is, your treasure will be. He says, where your treasure is, your heart will be. In other words, your heart or interest will follow your treasure. If your treasure is in a motorboat, your heart will be on the open sea. If you put it in a motor home, your heart will be on the open road. However, if you regularly put your treasure to the things of God, your heart will always be with Him. Do we serve Him because we are such wonderful people? Or is it because over the years we've kept our treasure invested in Him and His works? Hallelujah. Honey, you as my fine wife, I just love saying that. Hmm. When you and I made Jesus, Lord of our lives. We each committed to tithe and give generous offerings. I'll think we are that we had the spiritual discernment to trust God's word and put our finances into his work. That's right. We simply believe God's promises. Now, wherever we put our treasure, our hearts would follow. Amen. Misunderstanding about money, and there's a there's been a lot of it. It's starting to get better, but it's not totally taken over yet. You know, there are a lot of churches who misunderstand what the Word of God teaches about money. But we obviously know that you who join Rich Thoughts for Breakfast on a regular basis, you get it. You get it. You're getting it, and that's why things are changing around for you. Too many Christians make the mistake of thinking money is evil. You know, you hear that mm, in some of these, well, I hate to say it, Bible belts or something where People have kind of seeped in their religious over the centuries, you almost say. But we they would argue against the biblical message of abundance, saying, but the Bible says that the 
you know, money is the root of all evil. That is not what the money, what the Bible says. We were actually just talking about that the other day with yes, my mom. The Bible doesn't say money is the root of all evil. It says the love of money is the root of all evil. In 1 Timothy 6.10, 6, it says, For the love of money is the root of all evil. There it is. God never wanted money to rule our lives. The minute we start loving money, it won't be long before it becomes the master, making it impossible to really properly serve God. You know why? Because Matthew 6.24 tells you. Matthew 6.24 says, No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon, which in many of the translations is referred to as money straight out. So here's a fact. Money takes on your personality. Yes, it does. The truth is, as we've told over the years many times, money is neither good or bad. It simply amplifies what is in your heart or the heart of the one who controls it. For example, many evil many people spend their money on evil things, while good people spend their money on good things. There isn't anything about the good money or bad money. Instead, there are good people with money and there are evil people with money. I've even we've even had it come up and say, Well, you shouldn't you know, shouldn't take that money from those people that are beer distributors or whatever. You know what? That that money that was made on just going into a Christian cause. Don't turn it down. Believe that God's putting it in your hands That's to do it. something good with it because you will do good with it. Your money never decides how you will spend it. It buys and accomplishes whatever you decide. That's why we say. So if a gambler or a prostitute were to give an offering in church, you know, people say, oh, that church shouldn't receive that gambling money or that prostitution money. Look, God's not looking at well, he is blessing the one who's hopefully they're after something better than they used to have. But taking the money is not going to hurt the church. Matter of fact, it's putting it in hands that are going to put it to good use. Yes. Some Christians don't really realize that when money comes into the control of a man or, of, of God, or a woman of God, it stops doing what its previous owner used to do with it. Think on that. Once money transfers to an obedient child of the Lord God, it starts feeding the hungry, clothing the naked, preaching the gospel. It begins to accomplish what God's purpose is. A righteous person's money exalts the things of God and destroys the works of the devil. You know, honey, some years ago, a millionaire racetrack owner gave Oral Roberts University a large sum of money. As strange as it may seem, That's crazy too. there were a number of good people who decided to stop supporting the university because of that gift. They felt the university had done something contrary to the Word of God, receiving racetrack money. Now, here's a simple question. Do you, you really think this so-called racetrack money turned Brother Roberts, the professors, members of the student body, into gamblers? Do you really believe its influence started dragging them down to the racetrack each weekend? No, of course not. People don't take home the personality, the money they receive. The money takes on the personality of those who, 
Yeah, of those it's in the possession of. So That's who right. do we want the money in the possession of? No one, Brother Roberts, and the good people associated with the university. Safe to say that every cent of that racetrack money went right into the work of ministry, educating young people and preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ around the world. Hallelujah. Your money is your life. Many believer, believers will say, you know, about prosperity. They don't understand prosperity because they don't really understand what money is. Once you know your money takes on your personality, it's easy to understand an even deeper truth that your money is your life. And here's a simple illustration. After you work 40 hours, say, a week for an employer, he doesn't pay you out of the goodness of his heart. He pays you in exchange for the 40 hours of your life. That's right. In other words, the amount of money you receive for your paycheck replaces the amount of your life that you gave to your employer. If you think about it this way, you don't purchase an automobile with little slips of paper called money. You're actually buying it with your life. That is the amount of life you spend earning the money to pay for your automobile. That's why we tell people, use your money wisely because it is your life you're giving away or turning around to exchange. What value is it to you as to what you're buying? Same thing with your house, your clothing, and everything else you purchase. It all comes from the exchange of your life for money. When you fully understand that your money represents your life, offering time will become more significant to you. It will no longer be just a collection of little slips of paper or a check you write and put in the offering plate or in the envelope. It's time when you, as a child of God, lay down your life and in the form of money so the world can know that Jesus is Lord. That's why we always say, and a lot of times we haven't done it lately, we say, ask God what he would have you give. He knows everything. Yes. We don't try to, we most, most times never ask or for a specific amount, on occasion if we feel led. But the point is, what does Lord know what's going on in your life? Because money is a spiritual subject. Each time you place your tithe, or your offering into God's work, you are placing a portion of your life, your life in the form of money, has the ability to accomplish more for God than, well, you probably ever thought possible. Did you hear that? You, your money can do more? Think about that. Scripture tells us that everyone in the body of Christ has a sacred commission to preach the gospel to every creature on planet Earth. That's right. Matthew 28, 19, and 20. 28, 19, and 20. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things mm -hmm. whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. It would be impossible for us to fulfill this command as an individual. That's right. We can't personally do, well, we can't personally go every country, city, and village in the world. However, if we can turn money, our, our life, we can, let me say it this way, if we can turn our lives into surplus money, we can literally preach the gospel all over the planet. And you know, we hope truly that you have gone onto the website and seen what we, well, if you got a, our slip from well, how much you gave last year, but even if not, 
you know, if you go onto the website right now, heraldhearing.com, you will see where your money is going. One of the we just, Yes, one of many places. But, we, um, but we've been giving to these folks for years, and we want you to see the incredible good that is happening because we just sent, uh, we just want you to see it for yourself. You're going to love it. And uh, how, we're, how they're reaching people through bringing them clear water. They're bringing them the water of the word. It's just amazingly clever how they have figured out how to get the gospel in by helping people have fresh water. And the gift that we most recently gave um, is feeding 5,000 people for 10 years. And we want to just keep giving more. So please go on the website and look and see what you're able to do just through your gifts to the Debt-Free Army. And it's important for you to know that uh, when you support us, our ministry, and the things that we support, it means you're supporting them too. That's right. Because that's where we're putting it. You're a partner with us. We love you partnering with us. We're able to really reach out and do some just make some, a difference in this world. You are making a difference in this world. If you have enough money, you can fund a missionary journey to Africa yeah. while you purchase Christian books and tapes for China, all from your hometown. You can fund a meeting in the Philippines mm-hmm. while you fly a missionary home across the Atlantic Ocean. If you have enough money, you can preach Christ through okay. television, radio, internet, and other Christian ministries, 24 hours a day, in every square foot. Yes, all around the, the world, we have we have our own um, we have our own outreach with pastors reaching around the world. Yes, through our little radio, you know, broadcast that we that we allow people to use. Debt free radio. Debt free radio. That's right. If Christians had control of the money of this world, every television radio station would be a Christian station. Think of it. In fact, every amusement park, restaurant, shopping mall would be a Christian enterprise. They would all bring glory to our God. Yes, amen. The devil knows it's to his advantage to keep money away from you That's right. to accomplish his plan. He's instituted the anti-prosperity doctrine, and it seems to permeate a lot of the church. If he can keep the church poor, he can keep us from reaching the world for Jesus. And we cannot let that happen. Amen. You know, like Bev said, go to heraldary.com. Check that story on the front page. Yes, yes. About Clear Water and our friends, the Vaughns. Mm-hmm. Until tomorrow morning at 830 Eastern, God bless you. Happy trails. And keep thinking rich thoughts from the Word of God. We love you. We appreciate you. Yes. God bless you. Bye-bye.